This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast. $5 a month gets you ad-free episodes, and we appreciate it. And we want to give a shout-out to some of our more recent supporters. They include KTB, someone who goes only by initials. Dope. Michael K, Dion L, and Agnew. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate it. Oh, my it. God. And you are going somewhere. <laughs> Finally, Spiro Agnew is listening to our play. Finally, Bagman himself. Our play, our, our show. Um, yeah, so in, a, um, in actually two weeks, I am going to be in Portland in Oregon, if you've heard of that uh, part of the world. Um, and I, so I'm visiting my, my two best friends and we're going to have a little mini meetup, um, on the 22nd. Um, so that's a Friday. We're going to do, I think seven o'clock. The place is TBD. Um, but it's going to be on the East side, according to my friends who live there. And I hope that means something. So stay tuned. I'll have more details. That is soon. Friday, the- Friday, the uh, Friday, October 22nd in Portland, Oregon. Um, yeah. Excellent. That's it. Um, also, thanks. Can we talk quickly about how we went out to dinner together? On, yeah, on, I left my house for reasons that don't involve recording something. He wore khakis. Everyone was impressed. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but we uh, we went out to dinner for my birthday, and him and his wife came, and uh, my friends Matt and Jason came, and we had fondue. It was real white people shit. And I know. It was, it was a weird world. I uh, haven't fully made me order wine for him. Oh, this is actually the the very same wine I ordered for you. Excellent. 14 hands cab. It tasted familiar because they all taste alike. Yeah, no, such a such a distinguished palate. Anyway. <laughs> I figured since you're going to Oregon, I'm going to start with an Oregon story. Sure. Uh, this is one that I don't think has made news anywhere yet. So I'm excited to talk about this because so it's... We're, yeah, we're in Thursday it's night. Thursday night. It'll make news by Friday. Um... There's a place in Oregon, Josephine County, which is the, it's part of Oregon that is very rural, uh-huh. very Republican, as opposed to some of the bigger cities. Like Easternish or Central? Um, I think it's South. You could look it up while we're... What's it called? Uh, Josephine, Josephine County. County. But here's what you need to know about Oregon. Uh, Democratic governor has a, Kate Brown, she instituted a mask mandate for healthcare workers, which... Yeah, that makes sense. Get them vaccinated or get out because you don't care about patients or health or caring. I don't Uh, know why you're in the job anymore. Yeah, it's like the the southwest corner of of Oregon, but not quite to the ocean. October 18th is when this vaccine mandate goes into effect. Like, you better have gotten your first shot, Uh I think, by that time. Um, and Republicans, as you would expect, are like, what? Healthcare workers have to get vaccinated. How dare you? They hate science. <laughs> yeah. And the talking points here have been the same that you've heard against mandates everywhere, which is we are already short on healthcare workers. Why would you want to fire essential health care workers that you praised for so long. Because because having more people die doesn't solve the solution of having <laughs> fewer health care workers. That's, I understand how you think that might work, but that's not it. Yeah. it's So anyway, Josephine County, they have an elected board of commissioners, and there's only three of them. Uh, so they had a meeting this week, and one of the guys, one of the three commissioners, his name is Darren Fowler, 
uh, he went on a little bit of a rant oh. about the vaccine mandate because they're trying to figure out, can we tell the governor, like, we want out of the mandate? Or maybe you could push it back or let yeah. healthcare workers out of it. And, of course, they can't. Sure. So he's just ranting because he's got no option here. And he's ranting to whom in what form? To the two other board members during their virtual Zoom board so meeting. Zoom-based. Zoom-based <laughs> yeah. board meeting. So yeah. he's just ranting to the wild. But those two other guys are there. This is after the public comment section of the night. Oh. And here's what he says. I'll just quote this for you. This virus has become completely political. It's there's only he said there's a few things left in the medical field, I think, working. And I'm not sure I want to tell people to talk to their doctor about whether to take the vaccine or not anymore, because they're threatening doctors licenses and livelihoods. So I'm not sure if I want you even asking your doctor You're just going to have to ask God and pray for wisdom on this one because you can't trust the politicians. You can't trust the doctors. You certainly can't trust the CDC or any World Health Organization. Mm. So to recap, when it comes to the vaccines, don't listen to doctors or politicians or Dr. Fauci or the CDC or the WHO. Just ask God if you should take the vaccine Mm. and that should be good enough. And then he went on. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's more. Oh, I thought he we was were trying kind to of figure out, the out there. why would Governor Kate Brown do this to us? Uh-huh. I mean, what's her motivation here? Because <laughs> trying to keep people safe cannot be the answer. Oh, yeah, like having having the the bulk of your population survive your governorship <laughs> is probably a good aspiration for any public official. So this is Darren Fowler again. I am also very disappointed in our governor's office, who oh. is willing to kick all of our heroes out of the hospital after talking so nicely about them for the last 18 months, be willing Mm. to kick them out. And I can only think that it's because you're down to the Republicans. That's what he said, unquote. But like, I think what he means is you hate Republicans. He said, if you could purge all of our systems of Republicans, get them to leave the state, then I bet you would. Speaking to Kate Brown, who's not listening to him, by the way. No. He thinks the vaccine mandate is an attempt to push Republicans out when that's not the case I mean, at all, it's obviously. to help Republicans survive, which is honestly, I think, <laughs> further than I would go in her position. <laughs> yeah. Um, and by the way, he added that the mandate itself, uh, quote, sounds very communist, very socialist. So that's I'm who sorry, they're... ma'am, 1964 called and they want their insults back. <laughs> that's Boom. where... So you would think the other two commissioners at this point yep. would step in and say, dude, what the hell is wrong with you? Yep. Uh, no, no. One no. of them said all the... Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> These are all just statistics. Remember the old saying that liars use statistics and statistics are for liars or something like that? Nope, that's not the saying. Uh, that's not the very famous saying. Yeah. So uh, that guy was saying, yeah, all these vaccine statistics, the fact that all the people in hospitals right now are pretty much the unvaccinated and all the numbers of people who have died of COVID. These people think it's a giant conspiracy. Yeah, I mean. And no one actually died of COVID, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I saw on. Which, God, I hope those are famous last words. I I saw on a uh, WGN 
article on Facebook that this little girl, like this like eight year old girl, died of COVID after like being the quote unquote nurse of her class, Aww. and she's like this like little chubby girl, and some this like dude was like obesity is a main cause oh of death by God. COVID. Anyway, people are monsters. We should burn it all down. I think COVID has the right idea. <laughs> now, um, yeah, 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 like. There's three elected officials in that county, and they're all like this. But it's just such... it says so much about who they are that uh, that they think everything is conspiracy. Yeah. Like, that nobody could do anything for an altruistic reason or for a, like, this is my job and my job is literally to help people It is survive. inconceivable to them that yeah. a Democratic governor would institute a mandate because that, it is the best way to save people's lives. And... and and that it doesn't financially benefit right. the person right. or or what like it's yes it's it's altruism is so confusing to people Josephine County by the way where those guys are from has one of the lowest vaccination rates in the state wow 53% of adults only Yikes. Compared to like 70%, I think, nationally, maybe 80% in some states that are yeah. doing really be- uh, better with it, uh, 53%. So like this whole county, no wonder they elect guys like this. This is a whole county full of a lot of people <laughs> yeah. who just conspiracy-minded, brainwashed type. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Hemet, we're the brainwashed ones. I know, I know. Since we're talking about monsters, let's talk about Pat Robertson. We didn't get to do it last week. No, but we did get to. So let me tell you how terrible I am as a human being. Um, I toasted on my birthday three times to the fact <laughs> to the fact that um, what's his face got COVID. Um, uh, Brian, uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Mm. Brian Kavanaugh is a person I actually know, and Brett Kavanaugh is the terrible justice, and I'm always sure I'm going to say the wrong one at the you wrong were, moment. You were very excited about Brett Kavanaugh getting COVID. I was very excited about it. It was Well, I mean, listen, my birthday, uh, 2020, Trump got COVID. My birthday, 2021, Brett Kavanaugh got COVID. I just think I'm really ramping up to some like superpowers that I'm going to get in like my mid to late forties. <laughs> but they're they're but, but anyway, we did talk about we did shop talk at dinner and talked about the fact that Pat Robertson also retired on my birthday. Yeah, this is why everyone left the table. <laughs> um, yeah, Pat Robertson, ninety-one year old Pat Robertson, announced last week that he's retiring from the Seven Hundred Club at least on a day-to-day basis because he usually hosts the show like Monday through Thursday. Which is a banana schedule for a man in his 90s. Yes, and I will tell you as someone who watches this show, because what else am I doing with my life? Nothing. Raising your children? No. Okay. He doesn't look like a 91-year-old hosting anything. Like, he has his wits about him. Yeah, he's... He's aged well, like mentally yeah. and seemingly physically. Like if you, he's crazy, but no, he's the yeah, same he's crazy monster. that he was like seventy years ago. He's a monster, but his monstrous opinions aren't due to like mental degeneration. Yeah. It's due to monstrosity. So this is sixty years after he helped start the Christian Broadcasting Network. Fifty-four so years after he began hosting the Seven Hundred Club, he will still come on like once a month to do Q and A. And Q and A is the session is the part of the show. That tends to always oh, get him yeah, in trouble. That's the good shit. Uh, but he's basically giving the show to his son, who typically hosts on Fridays anyway. Ah. So his son Gordon, who is not nearly as Gordon. quotable, Gordon. Gordon. Uh, Gordon. Yeah. I'm sorry. Gordon is name. not nearly as. Uh, you don't really clip Gordon 
uh, quotes. Okay. He's not as insane and do bad think- views, but doesn't say them in a way where you're like, oh my God, this needs to be on the internet. How does that make you feel? Um, so this is the question I have because obviously good. He should retire. He should have retired 50 years ago or something. Um, but at the same time, here's the one thing I was like, Hmm, I wonder if I'm going to miss him because for a long time, Mm -hmm. because he's been around forever, he's kind of one of those main things I could use as an atheist to say, oh, you want to be, you're a Christian? Oh, so let me tell you what a Christian is saying. Uh, right. I'm not saying Pat Robertson represents all Christians, but it's like, well, he if, he if you want me to point to what a ba- what someone could say as a Christian that mm-hmm. is just batshit crazy, he's kind of the quintessential go-to guy. Sure. Because he's not like the Westboro Baptist Church, which is fringy mm-hmm. and tries to be outlandish. The, th- the reason he was so successful, Pat Robertson, is because, yeah, at least to himself, and it shows in the results of the, the network and everything, he did represent a really large right. swath of Christianity. Um, even if now, even if younger Christians are like, well, he's the kooky old dude. Sure. But no, his views are pretty much in line with the religious right. He's part of that movement. And now he's gone. It's kind of like when James Dobson stepped down from Focus on the Family. Right, right. It's like, like aw, uh, who am I going to point to now? Oh, there's millions of other people I could point to as being crazy. Yeah, I'm not I mean, concerned yeah. we're going to have a lack of white men and bad opinions. That's never something we'll Think have a shortage of. Think about the bad opinions we got from Pat Robertson. This is a guy who said uh, feminism led women to leave their husbands, kill their children, practice practice witchcraft, mm-hmm. destroy capitalism, and become lesbians. That is one quote. That is also, do you know that's a thing I act, I cross-stitched and sell in my shop? Very nice. I'm going to show it to you. You keep, you keep talking, I'll show <laughs> it to you. He called for the assassination of the Venezuelan president. He said towels carry AIDS. He said, yeah. Mass shootings could be blamed on godlessness and liberals. Sure. And that, my favorite, uh, he's being dominated by homosexuals. Oh, buddy. Which, phrasing, buddy. <laughs> and then one time, for some reason, he claimed he could leg press in the gym 2,000 pounds. 2,000 pounds. 2,000. It wasn't on video. Oh. Um, and I think if you ask like a college football player uh, how much they can leg press, it's very like nice. Eight hundred. Yeah, it's like in the three digits. Yeah. And those are the best of the best. Um, but anyway, the point is, he says such outlandish, gonna, horrible things. I'm going to shoot this cross stitch listing over to you so you can post it because please it's please do. It's very glorious. Good. <laughs> it needs quotation marks around it, otherwise they will think you wrote it. Well. <laughs> Maybe I mean, listen, there's very little I don't stand by. Destroy capitalism. Uh, leave now, their husbands. Here's the, while you were doing practice that. Practice witchcraft. <laughs> here's ahead. the other thing about Robertson, though. Like, what did we learn from this guy over the course of the past couple of decades? And by the way, he was also the guy who was on screen when James Dobson dug his own grave by saying 9-11 was the fault of, like, lesbians in the ACLU Ooh, and yeah. all that. And Robertson's like, sure. Um, if you give right-wing Christians like him a platform for long, like the one thing we learned from him is that things he says will and should be used against him. Like you mm-hmm. can always quote old stuff Pat Robertson says to use against him and to use against Christianity at large. Um, I kind of miss having that easy whipping boy 
to always go to. Dottie's making noise in the background. I'm so it's all sorry. Good. Um, but for what it's worth, I know there are bigger trends. It's, I'm not blaming this on Pat Robertson, but mm-hmm. when the network, Christian Broadcasting Network, came on the air in 1960, mm-hmm. the nation was roughly 67% Protestant. That number today is 37%. Yeah, the 1960s were t- three lifetimes ago. Like, it's... Yeah. Pat Robertson didn't do that, but he helped. No, yeah, and I do feel like it's somewhat the end of an era, like, because we are, like, we've lost a lot of these, like, classic conservative Christian voices, uh, which I'm really interested to see, like, what's going to take their place, because, like, being anti-gay from the 60s to right now is just consistent, but, like, yeah, I'm just... This is a different universe, and there is not going to be another Pat Robertson Robertson because all of Pat Robertson's people are going to be dying with, not all, but many of them are going to be dying with him. There are younger people who say horrible things. I mean, we discuss them all the time, but it's a different flavor, and no one, I would argue, has the same reach or the power that Robertson did at his prime, where the 700 Club, I think we've joked about this before, but it's true. When he sold that network or the affiliates and stuff and ABC Family existed and then it turned into like Freeform, which was aimed at teenage, young teen audiences, that's his station that they were buying. Right. And he said, fine, you can have the channel for X amount of dollars, mm-hmm. but you have to air the 700 Club right. during the day. Right, right, it's like right. no one else has that power or reach. Like there are shitty Christian pastors who mm-hmm. say and do horrible things, mm-hmm. but even like Joel Osteen doesn't have the reach and yes. he's not the offensive kind relative to other ones. He doesn't have the reach that Robertson ever had. So you're you are missing like the one guy everyone associates with the faith. And you know, you we could talk about this bad pastor, that bad pastor, but by and large, if I go to random people on the street, not that I ever would, and no. say, like, do you know who this person is? They don't know who Mark Driscoll is. They don't know who shitty Christian pastor is. Certainly the week not is. by name. Yeah, right. So that's we're missing out on that, which Again, as an atheist, it's like, oh, I'm losing one of my easy talking right, points. Right, right. <laughs> well, and I think it's also an interesting um, sign of the times that... Daddy, I'm so sorry. She got a new toy that she's really excited about. It's I like, like that you put it right on the table while we were recording. First of all, you know I did not do that. <laughs> she just likes to show off her uh, toys to her friend Hemet, who is yes. not interested in her bullshit. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's also sort of an interesting cultural moment of, uh, do you know who Dave Holmes is by any Dave chance? Holmes. He was a VJ um, in uh, in the 90s for MTV. MTV. No. Uh, and he's just sort of a pop culture guy. He's he's um, he's a podcaster and things like that. But he has something, um, and I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's something to the effect of like a singular culture or something like that that is pre-internet when we were all watching Seinfeld and Friends and like right. no matter what. And we were all watching the same shit. We were all listening to the same music because it was on the radio. And you have those things in common with other people. Exactly. No matter what, it, you know, you have a 50-50 split that somebody watched, you know, New York, uh, what was the crime show with Sipowitz? NYPD NYPD. Yeah. NYPD Blue, yeah. Um, and the, I think Pat Robertson is a very good, Throw the fucking toy for her, Hammond. She oh, wants you to so it. bad. Um, yeah, I, I think, pa- yeah, that's. So, 
But anyway, it, it, he <laughs> represents this like one place in, in the Christian news channel or whatever it's called. Is the same thing of like, it was one place you can go. Whereas now there's like a million, <laughs> that's so cute that you're doing this. It's a million little places. There is no singular voice anymore. Yeah. Maybe Joe Rogan, which is really <laughs> oh, does great. not bode Thank well you. for any of us. But that's more but of a jo- like I white pro- people identity as opposed to I know what you're identity. getting at, but I don't think most people who aren't internet savvy uh-huh. of some sort, the type that would listen to podcasts. Right. Yeah, you would have heard of him, but like there's no way my parents would have known That's who Joe point. Rogan is. Um, unless well, you are have- podcasty, internet-y mm-hmm. person, you have no reason to know who that is. But you're right. The point is, our culture is so broken up. Mm-hmm. You only know certain people and you have your niche and you form communities there. Robertson, people like that. Yeah. And I mean, you could say that about those things you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Those transcended all of that. And yeah, it's another piece of that that we're missing. I mean, I'm not sad to see him go, but that is what I would admit. <laughs> no, that's one thing we lose. We're not mourning his <laughs> his loss of culture, but it's an interesting moment in sort of pop religion, I if would call it. there's one thing I enjoy is when Pat Robertson, for all the bullshit he says, uh, when they ask him, like, what about marijuana? He's like, it should be legalized. He, what? Listen. And then what do you think about creationism? It's stupid. stupid. Yeah. Uh, I, say what you will about Pat Robertson. Like, yeah, he's a monster and he's a homophobic idiot. But, like, he's not towing the line for any. He's not towing anybody's company <laughs> line. Like, you right-wing idiots want to be anti-pot? Fucking nerds? Like, why? <laughs> so, I don't uh, know. At least he believed in, I don't know. Don't worry. We'll get to talk about this again next week when it's his obituary. Oh. Oh. oh, oh I don't oh, feel bad about that. No. Okay. Let's talk about Facebook. It went Sex down for baby. like five hours, right, this week? Yeah. And do you know why it went down? Um, you get 10 seconds to answer this question. Uh, 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 the Squid Games guys with the the circles. Yes, they destroyed it. I literally um, finished Squid Game like two hours ago. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. We'll do a separate thing on yeah. that. Um, here's, I'll, I'll read you a quick quote from someone at Engineering at Facebook who said, our engineering teams have learned that configuration changes on the backbone routers that coordinate network traffic between our data centers caused issues that interrupted this communication. This disruption to network traffic had a cascading effect on the way our data centers communicate, bringing our services to a halt. I don't know what any of that means, um, but basically, why did Facebook go down for a little while one day this week? It's because something was... Yeah, shit got fucked. I don't know. They fixed it, and yep. then it was back up. Okay. Great. There was that whole discussion about uh, five hours of... It wasn't bad. <laughs> you could stay down. <laughs> it it's was okay. Pre- what, that was on Monday, right? Uh, or your Tuesday? Tuesday or something, yeah. But here's what I found interesting about it. The internet, Twitter, parts of Twitter... Uh, we're running wild with the true explanation for why Facebook went down. Capital T, true. Capital T, true. Great. I will read it to you from Teen Vogue. Uh, this is an article printed by, what was this? Like, wasn't this at one point like the liberal savior, the Donald Trump is gaslighting America Teen, Teen Vogue? Vogue? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, Te- Teen, Vogue. No, Teen Vogue. No, don't leave me at my hour of need. Mercury retrograde no. occurs four Teen times Vogue. a year. <laughs> Dur- this is from Lisa Stardust, Lisa their resident astrologer. Star- oh, Christ. Uh-huh. Mercury retrograde occurs four times a year. During this time, miscommunication, technological meltdowns, travel issues, and faulty news are rampant. Faulty news? Yeah. As if travel issues never occur, 
until it's those four times in the year. Because otherwise, your Spirit Airlines flight is great. Great. No complaints, Spirit (laughs) Airlines. No technology meltdowns until it's like a four-week span (laughs) that happens four times a year. Wait, I'm going to read a little more of this because it gets even weirder. By the way, Mercury retrograde is not a thing. Mercury doesn't move backwards. It's an optical illusion, which you would understand if you knew how the planets orbit. Well, Which there are diagrams online that show you. that's how astrology is based on. Astrology is based yeah. on a, a provably false tell science. Me, tell me what's wrong with this next sentence. No. There are six planets. Oh, well, she was trying to say it's not just Mercury. There are many other factors. Wait. There are six planets which, cur- which are currently retrograde in the sky at oh. the moment. Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Pluto's not a planet Thank anymore. you. Yeah. Nope, that's one of the six planets that is wreaking havoc on Facebook. Pluto. Pluto. Okay. Um, <laughs> wait, here's how this no, closes. No, here's how this closes, this little section. After today, after Facebook's down, it'll be hard to tell an astrologer that astrology or retrogrades are not real. Especially since you'll have to tell them offline. <laughs> Actually, that's uh, a very good joke. Uh, um... I think that astrology is one of the least harmful of the things I don't believe in. <laughs> I believe that it could be treated abominably, but also a lot of people I like and respect dig in astrology, and it seems harmless generally, again, unless the ways it's, that it can be harmful. It's, um, it's part of the same stupidity mindset the irrational mindset which again yeah it's not like you're seeing people take those stupid thoughts and run with it and do crazy stuff like religious irrationality Mm -hmm. could do um but yeah it's disturbing how many i mean man if you did a twitter hashtag mercury retrograde search oh my god and again Look at where this stuff is being published. This is not me searching for what crazy shit are the most random people saying online. Mm -hmm. That was from Teen Vogue. Here's uh, the resident bullshit artist at Cosmo. Uh, Yes, I know why this... I'm I'm not quoting here. She's saying, I know why this stuff went down. I will quote now. Listen to this. Instagram is a Libra. Mm. Instagram launched on the App Store on October 6, 2010, making that its birthday. And that means that Instagram is being extra affected by this particular Mercury retrograde. Instagram has a birthday (sighs) and a zodiac sign. As also a Libra, I can tell you that I was... uh, No, like, it's... What the hell? Okay, yes, yes. If this was random idiot on Twitter, that's one thing. Who cares? uh, Like, genuinely, really and truly, like, who cares? Why? Why are they saying stupid shit? Who gives a shit? Like, yes, there is shit to be mad at that, like, how... I I think at some point recently, like, X amount of space was being left in every newspaper for astrology and they got paid this much. And, like, yeah, maybe, maybe newspaper money should go towards journalism. Yes. However, like, buddy, this is not... This isn't... This isn't it. I have it. a question for this you. This is not it. Suppose you work at a newspaper. Uh-huh. You get the, the astrology I column. I did work at a newspaper. You get the Thanks. astrology column, and it's your job to lay out and make it look right and all that, and you just switched a couple of those things. Would that be ethical or no? You switched the Aries and the Libra comments. If I gave you the comics 
and you took all the speech bubbles from each comic no, and then the, shuffled them then around. No, it wouldn't make any sense. The comics wouldn't, but in the horoscopes, no one would tell. Listen, would they? of course, I think horoscopes are garbage. Of I know. Course I, I think. Know. Of course, I can think I tell it's you what stupid. bothered me the most about this? It sounds Here's like what everything. bothered me the most about it. They said, "Oh, look, Mercury Gatorade caused all this bullshit." Mercury. Whatever they caused all this and it's wreaking havoc on our lives. And this explains why Facebook went down. Their whole thing is because of the motion of the planets, Facebook went down. And this is a sign of how all this stuff goes bad, which implies that something bad happened to Facebook, which is no, no. That was the best thing to happen to like the whole country for five hours. Okay, listen. When astrologists make laws against gay people or who do or you think start would do wars. it? Who do you think would do it when Republicans like what? destroy I don't know. themselves? Was that a funny joke? It's not coming from the liberals. It's not oh I'm sorry. It's not coming from like the atheists. No. It's coming from these people. Oh, I'm eventually sorry. when Listen, they decide. People who are into astrology are like Weird feminists with different colored hair and who wear flowy things and have many piercings and light candles. We're fucking chill. You know how we make fun every time there's a survey that quotes the unaffiliated and the nuns and Uh it's like 78% of them don't believe in God. And you're like, you're the nuns. Who are the rest of you who do? And it's always like atheists, 99% like believe in reality mm-hmm. but it's the rest of the nuns who drag us down every time i see those surveys i don't think oh they 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 believe in spirituality but not religion i just think oh the astrology heaven heaven every time eyes on the prize you have to keep your eyes on the prize on this yes astrology is dumb yes we should keep their weird clo- those weird cloaked witches under our arms like they are our friends if they want to dance naked and under the full moon Bless them in literally every way I can can conceive of. They can dance. What they can't do is say, look at the movement of the moon. Let me tell you what you're like. Okay, yes, that... Yeah, but who cares? Stop making me care about harmless things. Why do we have a podcast? I don't know. Because no one cares about this shit. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid. This is the last episode. I hate it. All right, all right. I'll give you... We'll do one more stupid shit before I get to something very heavy. Good. uh, Because this one uh, just straight up annoyed me, and it's also small, petty bullshit. Okay. Um, There's a new makeup store online. It is founded by a woman named Hope... Harvard. Uh-oh. Uh, it's that's, called Hope Beauty is the name of the store. nobody's real name. It's her real name. And she wants, she's one of those purity culture conservatives Uh-oh. who worked for Republican campaign. Oh, you mean somebody named uh, Hope is conservative? I know. Another Hope who worked for the Trump campaign. Uh, she worked in the White House in some deputy, deputy, deputy setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're gone. And now this is her new thing. She's an Instagram person who wants to be a thing doing her audition videos for Fox News, I assume. Oh, and she wants to be like a political, I'm like sure a hot she, political commentator. I don't know what other career choices Listen, they have. Listen, lady, only one of us can be in this game. <laughs> so she now is coming out with a beauty store and she's selling lip stuff and makeup stuff for women who want to be just like her or something. But here's what I didn't get. Like, I don't care. Do your hustle. That's fine. Yeah. Um, here's what paper. annoyed me about this one. The makeup kits that she's selling, she, her, her goal, the website says, is to remind women that their true beauty comes from God, which is a weird way to sell makeup. <laughs> 
your like, true beauty comes from God, but in case you fucked up, here's some fucking concealer, that's, lady. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, she's selling uh, lip kits, which, do you know what they include? Oh, is it one of those ones that like tingles and makes your lips plump? Like limp plumper? You know what? I have no idea. Oh. But it includes like lipstick and okay. gloss and something Is gloss else? coming back? I don't know. Um, I'm not asking you, I'm asking the, the listeners. Okay. Uh, it's, she's selling those lip <laughs> kits. Hashtag never again. Yeah. <laughs> with like three items in it, uh-huh. 55 bucks. Dang. I had to look online. I'm like, what's the normal price for this stuff? Uh-huh. And if you go to like Sephora, it's 20 bucks, 30 bucks for like a fancy kind or something. Yeah. Um, so whatever, just I'll keep that in mind. Spend 20 bucks on lipstick. I'm not ashamed okay, of that. That's her hustle. She's selling her thing. Uh-huh. You can mark it up how you want. Good luck selling it. Okay. Here's the thing that bugged me. There's three kits, three different shades of white people makeup. Mm-hmm. They are named after biblical women. Oh, no. I know uh-huh. where this is going. No, oh. you don't know. Oh. You don't know. It's the Sarah lip kit and the Rahab lip kit and the Mary lip kit. Because um, Sarah, Rahab, Mary, women in the Bible, different reasons. You've heard of Mary. If you haven't heard of the other two, whatever. doesn't matter. So part of me is thinking... What is the relevance of attaching their names to those kits? Because it's just different the, shades of ra- it's red just and colors. pink. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, why are you calling it the Mary kit? What's the significance uh, other than... Is the Mary one, like, really demure and muted, and another one is... Wait, Mary... Is it Mother Mary or Mary... Jesus' mother, Mary. Jesus' mother, Mary. Yeah, I Mary know, I, ver- was the virgin mother of Jesus Christ, according me, to our website, Tell right? me all of the... <laughs> the I mean, that's literally what she according says. According to her website. Yes. Um... <laughs> But here's, here's her description. www.marywasavirgin.com. Yes. If you, she put out videos on Instagram where she's like showing off the Mary lip kit. Okay. Which the video is her just putting on the lipstick yep. and looking like someone on Instagram. That's does, what YouTube right? beauty is. Yeah. I was just looking on the website. I was watching the videos and all I'm looking for is why are you calling this the Sarah lip kit uh-huh. or the Mary? Like what is the biblical connection None. There is nothing. It is she slapped a biblical woman's name on her overpriced makeup oh. and is trying to sell it to Christian women. Was that the twist? That is the twist I do not understand at all. I thought the twist was going to be like it was the sh- like the skin shades and like, inst- you know, if the fair one is Mary and as the skin shades Had get darker, said, oh, that would have been interesting. That's what I thought was going to happen. Um, I, that oh. would have been an explanation. She gave nothing. It is not this. I think the closest was it's it's like it's red, like Mary's heart. But like I feel nothing. like this episode is just heaven is introduced to bullshit lady culture. That's like yeah, bullshit that's white true. women shit. <laughs> like, have yeah. you seen those scary nightmare sorority videos? Where oh my god, where they all look the same? Yeah, oh, that's it's so strange. That's what she is. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah I, I got that. Like the but big again, barrel curls. I'm like, I don't even care. This isn't even a grift. I get that you're selling Not overpriced makeup. I've, I assume if I give you 55 bucks, you're yeah. going to mail me this thing. I don't care about that. 
But come on, if you're going to say this is for Christian women, I'm putting biblical women here, try, try to make up an explanation of why this is the Rahab kit. Oh, you hold people up to such a high standard. Oh, the one thing I did enjoy Let on her website. Let those ladies make their money off their shitty overpriced makeup. <laughs> it's, it's the right of every mostly rich white woman. This is on her website. By following their, the women's, godly example, we can have fun with cosmetics while deepening our understanding of God and sharing the good news. <laughs> <laughs> Made in the USA with Passover-friendly products. Passover-friendly products? And then in parentheses, formulated without alcohol, barley, corn, oats, rye, soy, spelt, or wheat. There's no... Al- oh, my God. Um, so, okay, thanks. I really wish you had left. That was a very funny... Could you just read that one more no, time? No, I'm Come I'm on! Done. It was so funny. I have funny. to move on to our favorite We Christian can have fun with... Oh, boy, oh, boy, Let's, oh, boy. I lied. I, I'm not going to the heavy shit yet. God Logan Dorn, remember the Christian who yelled at women wearing bikinis on the beach? Mm. And then everyone's like, dude, stop it. They're wearing bikinis the on the beach. The internet decided that he was the bad guy, and he was like, no. Yes, that's correct. And then he responded with a video where he's like, I had a righteous anger come over me my god so brave yes and that's why i did this um and then uh after that people lashed out at him because like dude stop you say it's righteous anger we're calling you a dick yeah we're saying you're harassing people in public it's been a month he is still in damage control mode remember he got fired from his construction job because everyone's like hey construction company with a biblical name, but whatever. Why are you hiring this misogynist? And they're like, he no longer works for us. Okay. I, I don't know what this guy is doing, but this week he decided to try apology number two, Ooh. which again, like the first one is not an apology. Oh, it does it have the words. I'm sorry. It, uh, he said, I missed the mark and oh. I'm sorry for that. Okay. And then he went on to complete the rap. Yay. But the world is hoping I fall flat and learn. Or is it to learn? Because what I discern is they want me oh, to burn. Oh, it's literally a rap. It oh, is literally I, a I Christian doing, rap. I thought you were doing a bit and I was nope. doing a bit with... I don't do bits. Oh. I just read this shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, did you accidentally rhyme or was that on purpose? That, I, I'm very good at rapping. No. Um, no, no, no. I take a stand against cancel culture is a oh. line in his rap. Um, and they're obsessed with the narrative of being oppressed, but deep down, I know they are depressed. <laughs> I mean, I am depressed, sir, but that's a really rude thing to bring up in this so moment. So if you look at the comments under that TikTok video, so you're saying you've learned nothing? Does he actively rap in it? Do <laughs> I get to watch him? No, because he deleted the video within no! a day. I saved it, but he deleted it within a day. Oh, oh, buddy, I can't God. believe that one didn't work. I know. He's so bad at this. Maybe he'll come back with some beat poetry. Like, I feel like his new job is he's digging ditches, and then he's like, gotta go further, must keep digging <laughs> over and over. They're like, sir, it's only supposed to be six feet down. You're 14 <laughs> feet in. Like, imagine... We're gonna stack them up like pancakes! Imagine being the guy who yelled at women for wearing bikinis on a beach, uh-huh. and then he thinks the way to make amends is... By rapping Mm, about how he's the victim of cancel culture for being it's an asshole. Yes. Yep. 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 Um, Men are terrible and (sighs) nobody has proved me wrong yet. So I'm really (laughs) excited to see. Actually, this whole podcast is just a journey of me trying to find a single man who's not terrible. And boy, (laughs) I'm excited to find one. You're not going to find them in France. (laughs) Segway. So. 
for three years now, uh-huh. uh, there's been an independent commission in France uh-huh. that is their job is to investigate child sex abuse in the Catholic Church. I mean, we're, we're doing this in different parts of the world, mm-hmm. different parts of the U.S., mm-hmm. and every time they come out with some scathing reports that are <laughs> very detailed, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and it really just shows, like, this is everywhere, this problem. And so in France, they've had three years almost to do this, and it was set up um, by the Bishop's Conference, like a Catholic Church-affiliated group, but they... They actually appointed what appears to be people who would know what they're talking about. (laughs) We're talking expert historians and doctors and sociologists and, yes, some theologians, but also sexual abuse experts. So, like, on the surface, that actually sounds right. Like, you're getting a lot of people involved to investigate how serious this problem is. Mm -hmm. And so they've been working on it for a while. And several days ago, they said, the head of the commission said, we're gonna come out with this report, like this week Mm -hmm. um but i kind of want to tip you all off as to what you're going to see because this is going to be a bombshell and i don't want to lay it all on you at once okay he's i'm saying that not Uh him but basically he told us kind of some of the top line things they have discovered a couple things that numbers that should are staggering this commission interviewed over 6500 victims and witnesses since 2018 Their final report is 2,500 pages long of detailed information. Um, They said there is evidence. This is the big headline, the first of the big headlines. We have evidence of at least 2,900 sexual abusers Mm -hmm. among all the Catholic leaders who have been in their positions since 1950. 2,900 to 3,200. They said the number of abusers in the church is somewhere around there. Roughly 3,000 people. So then you got to do some math here. Like how many people have been employed by the church since 1950? 115,000 altogether. We're talking priests, nuns, lay leaders in the church. That's 3% of those people employed by the church or working with them in some capacity were abusers. And the guy who's running this commission said, and I'm quoting here, that is a minimal estimate. That's kind of what they can prove, Jesus. or based on what their reporting is. That's kind of the number they settled on, uh-huh. but it's probably a lot more. So that's that's the first thing. That's what we knew before the report came right. out, and holy shit. So then hmm. a day or two later, so now we're talking about Tuesday of this week. They okay. released the report. It's all in French. I haven't seen the English version of the report yet, but here's what we learned from that. We already knew roughly 3,000 abusers. Mm -hmm. Now we learned how many actual victims. Because they said we interviewed 6,500 people and witnesses. But they know stories, right, of other people. Okay. So I'll read from, uh, this is a news report about the report. An (laughs) estimated 330,000 children were victims of sex abuse within France's Catholic Church over the past 70 years, since 1950. 330,000. The figure includes abuses committed by some 3,000 priests and others involved in the church, wrongdoing that the Catholic authorities covered up over decades in a systemic manner, according to the commissioner. Uh, the commissioner. Oof. Yeah. 216,000 
of those victims said their assailants were priests or other Catholic hierarchy officials. Uh Whereas the rest of them, the other hundred thousand plus Uh were like lay volunteers who were not sanctioned by the church, but they worked for the church. Uh But again, the bulk of these are from like people hired by the church, 216,000. Yeah. But, and I also think that extra hundred thousand shouldn't be dismissed because that just shows you that the Catholic church was apparently willing to shield whomever and anybody who was in any kind of authority within the mm-hmm. church was was there to to like hunt children yeah fuck man um the commission fuck. added that you know most of these i'm, I'm paraphrasing here the, most of these cases occurred in the earlier part of that 70 year span mm-hmm. didn't all happen this past decade a lot of it happened sure. in like 50s 60s we knew that that's the case in the u.s as well he said there were and there were a lot of cases where the perp- alleged perpetrator is still alive and the victim is obviously much older now. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those alleged cases uh, happened a long time ago. You can't prosecute them. Right. And that is the way it is. That's the legal system. Right. Um, in the U.S., in some states, they said, you know what? We're going to open the window for those cases. If you want to sue your attacker from decades ago, we have a short window where you could file that lawsuit and go for it. And a lot of people did that. They haven't done that in France. But... The head of the commission said there were 22 cases where legal action could be taken against the alleged perpetrators. Only 22. Mm -hmm. But they said, we took all that information, we gave it to the relevant authorities to do whatever they think needs to be done. Okay. Uh, So that's one thing to keep in mind. But think about that. Only 22 happened now, and the perpetrator is still alive, and they could theoretically do something about it. The rest of them, I mean... What does that mean about the rest of them? The rest of them allegedly happened, but they happened so long ago that let's assume these are all legit cases Mm -hmm. and no one's exaggerating or or lying about it. Those victims have lived with that Mm -hmm. for how many decades? Lived and died without With that trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, forever. Um, Another 40 cases involved assailants, priests, who are still alive, but it's beyond the statute of limitations, so they can't do anything about it. Um, so that's kind of those were kind of the top numbers that people are talking about. And again, why are we discussing this here? Because this is not limited to to one part of the world. Mm-mm. This is the Catholic Church's overall problem. It is like a criminal enterprise that happens to use religion as a cover. That's what they've done. And again, I. I keep wanting to go back to this question. What will it take for practicing Catholics to leave the church? Because how many of these stories do you got to hear before you think, I I might still believe in God, sure. But I don't have to belong to this club to Mm -hmm. do it. You can leave the church and still, you know, consider yourself a cultural Catholic. Sure. (laughs) You can leave the organization. You don't have to be a part of it. What will it take for them to finally leave? Like, Leave the church. Get your kids out of there. Right. Stop giving the church money. Um, what does it take if not this? Mm-hmm. And again, the church. I, I think the Pope issued like I'm deeply ashamed or something like some perfunctory apology for what happened because it's the same story he's heard a gazillion times before and yeah. done jack about it. That well, is right and. And the sad part is he's done more than any other pope has done ever before, and he's (laughs) done nothing. He's the best pope, and that's not saying much. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, that's it's just an amazing story. And 
these things keep coming out. Mm-hmm. I get, like I said, I want to I want to see the report in English so I can actually read it. It's I I don't think it's sure. out in English yet, but what do you what you is don't trust Google Translate no, for um, your journalism? I was going to say I can't <laughs> copy and paste every page. The one story that did come out uh, because it was very headline friendly was there was one case that they described in the report of nuns molesting women by using crucifixes no. on their bodies. Like it was not just traumatic and awful, but these are not your typical yeah. uh, stereotypical example of uh, child sex abuse in the church. It's like it happens across the board in the worst sort of ways, traumatic, awful, and it's everyone involved. Jesus. So, okay. Um, you want to go to something lighter for two minutes? Sure. All can't right. wait. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about, I'm debating, I'm debating. Let's talk about Christmas. Um, there's Already? a war. It's a, yep. It's a war on it's Christmas. It's October 7th. It is October 7th. I still have the air conditioning on. And Can we hold off on for this for like two months? Nope. The war on Christmas has begun oh. uh, on Fox News. Here's how we know that. Uh, last weekend, Dr. Anthony Fauci was giving an interview and someone asked him like, are we going to be able to get together for the holidays this year? And his answer was, it's just too soon to tell, which is a fair answer because, because it's October. <laughs> because it's October, and basically what he was saying is, I don't know how this is going to look in two months. Uh, Depends we don't know how, on many how people. you idiots <laughs> act in the next that's, couple months. That's exactly right. What he was saying is, I don't know if you can gather with a bunch of people in enclosed spaces because it depends how much of how many of you are vaccinated. COVID is spreading. The Delta variant is spreading. And a lot of people are not vaccinated yet. We got to get those numbers up. So his answer of like, well, it's too soon to tell right now is a legit fair answer. Um, I hope we can get together. He later, like after people yelled at him about that, I guess. Sure. Uh, he clarified, he's not saying you can't gather. He said, I'm gathering over the holidays with my family because yeah. we're all vaccinated. <laughs> but again, I don't think he needed to clarify that because he was fine the first time. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you some of what, uh, how Republicans were spinning some that real first cool message. Hot takes. Um, the Republican National Committee uh, said, Dr. Fauci, oh, the Newsmax host oh on the right wing network was, is Fauci going to cancel Christmas or try to yet again? The Republican state leadership committee, uh, the left wants to cancel Christmas despite Obama throwing a birthday bash in Martha's Vineyard. Oh my God. Like, um, what are you fucking... T- this is like when people are like, um, oh yeah, well, Biden was in public walking down the street without a mask. And it's like, well, yeah, because there's specific rule. It's not like nobody is saying you need to wear a mask all of the time forever, no matter what. And nobody is saying you can never be near a human again. It's just like, don't be an asshole for fucking once. Tennessee Senator uh, Bill Hagerty, Dr. Fauci and the radical left are already calling to cancel Christmas. I can assure you that families will be celebrating Christmas in Tennessee. And then... So brave. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Elise Stefanik, the House... Republican who's like the millennial Republican who has no friends mm-hmm. and she's in house leadership. Hey, I'm a millennial has no friends too. Don't worry. Yeah, well, so do you have Republican power? No, you don't. No, I don't. Uh, she tweeted how Joe Biden and the Democrats stole Christmas. Fire Fauci. Fire Pelosi. Fire all caps. Joe Biden. Save Christmas. Save America. Are those all hashtags? Um, or did she just say little clips? Little clips with clip art. Um, oh my God. So, I mean, either someone like her 
knows Democrats don't hate Christmas and most of them celebrate Christmas. And Mm -hmm. these Republicans are lying about it because they think their base is too dumb to figure it out. Which they seem to be. Uh Or they really do think we're out to end Christmas, even though no Democrat has ever succeeded in doing that. Obama didn't get it done. To be fair, Democrats don't get a lot done. So (laughs) yeah, you can only cancel Christmas through a reconciliation bill. And and only <laughs> Joe Manchin won't allow it to happen. Joe Manchin, Christian Cinema. Yeah. Need We're to still sign waiting off. on Cinema's decision oh, on how to treat Christmas. Fucking bitch. Uh, <laughs> so I yeah. Uh, these people got offended by a red Starbucks cup. So like, whatever. Everything is canceling Christmas. I was like you, surprised that it happened in October. But there you go. Oh man, it comes earlier and earlier every year, doesn't it? The war on Christmas. Uh, here's an interesting survey. I remember from, when the war on Christmas didn't start till after Thanksgiving, <laughs> and now it's before the Halloween. And yes, it happens earlier mm-hmm. every year. Go ahead. Uh, there's a survey that came out from American atheists and black nonbelievers. Uh, long story short, they they did a survey of atheists specifically. Not everybody, not the nuns, just atheists. Okay. And there is statistical limitations to what you could do with that when you say, hey, atheists who know us, like, we want you to fill this out. Right. Um, it's self-selected. There's, okay, there's limitations. But they ask so many people a lot of questions that it really is the biggest data set we have of what atheists in America think about anything. Hmm. Um, what was the, what's the number of participants? Uh, you know what? I don't have it in front of me. Okay. It, it was many, many hundreds Okay, so least. not thousands. I hope it's not in front of... Uh, I don't... You know what? I take that back. I don't know the answer. I'm not okay. going to say anything. But um, they've been... It, there's so much data that sometimes did figuring out what aspect of this do we want to highlight first, it takes a while. So they can keep putting out new releases, press releases mm-hmm. about the survey for months to come. Sure. And the one they did this week was about black atheists specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, I've never seen like a Pew Research Center survey that really focused on black atheists no. specifically because it's such a small percentage of yeah. Americans that you really can't slice and dice and dissect what their beliefs are. And no advertisers or politicians necessarily need that information. So <laughs> nobody's true. paying for those. Right. And so here's what they found. This is the one aspect of it that I thought, wow, I did not know this number. And it really I, I never had a number to put to this. Mm-hmm. Nearly 40% of black atheists said they hide their non-religiosity, their atheism or whatever label they use. They hide it from their immediate family. Hmm. 40%. Shit. That is more than any other group than when you sliced it up by, by race. It was 31% on average for other groups mm-hmm. on average, but 40% for black non-believers. Oh, and so if it- you asked about extended family, mm-hmm. it jumped up to 51%. I don't mm-hmm. tell my extended family anything about my atheism. Yeah, I will say this is a nothing subset, but the, my two friends who are black non-believers definitely hide it from their folks, one of whom's father is a pastor. (laughs) Sure. And and some of it is, if you are an atheist, uh, coming from a religious family, you're not going to share that with them necessarily. You don't know what the repercussions are, or maybe you very much know what the repercussions might be. So you're not going to tell people. Um, But And they went into this in the survey too, but part of it is there is a cultural aspect to it. Because if you're a black atheist and you say you're non-religious, even if you're not like kicked out of your home or whatever the worst fear is of anybody, mm. um, it feels like in a lot of ways you're turning your back on your family, sure. on your culture. Uh, the black church is not just a religious institution. It right. is so much more than that. 
And so there are uh, so many reasons that it's harder in some ways to come mm. out as a black atheist. And the, and the report goes into so many aspects of this. But one of the things they ask people to do in the report itself, they encourage families and communities to, to fully accept non-religious people. Good luck with that, but okay. Mm-hmm. They also called on the media to avoid the false stereotype that all black Americans are religious, hmm. which is an important thing to point out. Sure. Um, and I would argue that I've had this argument with people on Twitter where they tweet nasty things to me and I ignore them. Ah. So there's the conversation. But there, it's like, why is there a group for black atheists? Atheism is a logical position. Oh, so why on, are you, you slicing and dicing it in these various ways? And this is one of the key, like, this is a reason it's so essential because the issues that black Americans have to deal with as atheists yeah. are very different yeah. as a whole from the ones white, uh, white atheists or can Indian I, atheists have to deal with. Can I take a swing and guess who those, com- what uh, demographic those complainers fall into? Is correct. Is it Weishman? <laughs> Based on their Twitter uh, picture of Joe Rogan, the answer is <laughs> Of yes. Joe Rogan or driving in trucks with Oakleys. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay. This is, also, uh, news that okay, uh, I great. found I found uh, surprising. Brazil's president is uh, Jair Bolsonaro, very evangelical. Uh, he he's very Trumpish. Got yeah. elected thanks to support from evangelical Christians. Has acted like a tyrannical dictator. Has very much catered his policies to the evangelical subset cool. uh, in Brazil. Great. Good job, Brazil. And so a few years ago. Um, if I try to make sense of Brazilian politics here, um, in 2020, when the pandemic started, the Brazilian government sensibly mm-hmm. said, listen, there are indigenous tribes. They live in the Amazon. They live in other parts of our country. Like in general, we say, stay away. Let Correct. them have their space. There are groups, organizations, government groups dedicated to protecting their isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just because out of respect to them, mm-hmm. because like, okay, this is their territory. Let them have it. Mm-hmm. We won't get in their way. We will supply them with certain things they may need okay. to, to save themselves. But that's it. It's very hands off. Um, so when the pandemic started, they sensibly said, listen, if you don't work for us, you're not a doctor or something, get the hell out because we don't want any chance of someone with COVID uh-huh. catching it and being part of this indigenous tribe, sure. and all of a sudden it's everywhere, and they have no immunity because they've never had to build up an immunity for right. anything. And for not just COVID. Yeah. And not just COVID, right. So again, all the civilians were kicked out except for a couple personnel. Last July, last uh, in 2020, Bolsonaro passed a law saying missionaries were exempt from no, that rule. No, then what's the fucking point? Yes, that is the correct reaction. So there's no health or safety reason for that. Like, (laughs) if you're allowing anybody who's not a doctor or a a food supplier or something into there. I cannot believe this. Why? Why? What's the point of it? What are we doing? The point is just, I have to do something for my evangelical base to love me. Let me just let them break this. It's like letting... sacrifice entire indigenous tribes. It is as stupid as saying, you can't have large gatherings during COVID. Unless it's church. Unless it's church, and which I think I uh, was a Neil deGrasse Tyson or someone else who's like, that's like designating a peeing section of the public mm-hmm. swimming pool. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. you you can't just say that corner is for the people who want to do that because it affects everybody. Jesus. So anyway, he passed this law last July, and it's like, and the law said, 
Um, it allows missionaries to have access to those tribes. Which, um, why are we allowing that anyway? Shouldn't we be yes, protecting indigenous peoples? Yes. Um, okay. So there were lawsuits filed. Remember that after guy who that died trying to contact with indigenous people? Oh, I never, I think about him three These times a day. These were the days, baby. Uh, yep, went to India, went to go proselytize to an isolated tribe, the and they shot him with arrows. And, you know, never let your uh, life be the symbol for the stupidity. Anyway. Okay. The reason I bring this up. Yes. That case yes. has been working its way through courts for like the past year. Yep. And this week, actually, this happened actually last month, but the news kind of traveled. It took a while before it was in English. Um, <laughs> recently, oh, you don't speak Portuguese? That's I know, so I know. weird of you. Um, a judge on their version of the Supreme Court. Uh-huh. has upheld a ban yes. on missionaries entering those yes, indigenous yes, tribes. Yes, now, yes. he did say, listen, if you're already there, fine, stay, because there's no point in walking out, coming back in, whatever. Counterpoint, uh-huh. there's a very good but reason to walk he's out. like, if you're new, no, you can't <laughs> go in. Uh, now, the way their legal system works, I think the full Supreme Court has to still weigh in on this. This okay. is like a preliminary decision. All right. Don't ask me for details. I not hope gonna, I have that right. Not interested. Yeah. But um, again, and according to a, a group in Brazil that works on behalf of those indigenous communities, this was a damning quotation. They said... I mean, this decision doesn't go far enough because it allows missionaries to stay there. And one person said religious fundamentalists and evangelical missionaries are preaching against the vaccine. They're going to these indigenous communities. And besides just saying, read the Bible in their language or whatever, it's like, oh, they're going to try to vaccinate you. Don't let them because conspiracies. Fuck are they? I mean, honestly, isn't this such a good like a. You've heard the thing about how missionaries go to, the thing is always missionaries go to Africa and they say, oh, you need to believe in Jesus Christ, otherwise you'll go to hell. Well, what what would have happened if I never knew about Jesus Christ? Well, you wouldn't have gone to hell. Then why did you tell me? Why did you tell me? That feels like that, but with like actual bodily death of like hey 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 guys it's me a missionary some other assholes are gonna come in and try to murder you with with a disease that we might have and they're like well would we have gotten it if you didn't show up no what the fuck are you doing here (laughs) assholes yeah one last one for you this one is quick uh have you heard of young life Mm, yeah. If you went to college, there's a good chance someone from Young Life Christian. Uh, it's sort of like a ministry, like group. a crew type. Yeah, but like active. <laughs> They're the cool hip version yeah. of Campus Crusade. We're for gonna pl- we're gonna frolf. <laughs> I don't even know what that frisbee means. golf. Sure. Whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> so Young Life has about 400,000 students attending meetings nationwide uh, through high schools or colleges. Mm-hmm. It's big. Um, they promote purity culture. They promote being gay is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they think the highest degree a woman can earn is her MRS. You, mm-hmm. get, you get the picture. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh, Rachel Premack, uh, writing for Business Insider, wrote this long article this week after speaking to a number of former members of Young Life, former staffers uh-huh. of Young Life, who basically describe that organization, wait for it, 
as a hotbed of sexual abuse. Oh, you don't fucking uh-huh, say. Uh, let me read one paragraph. <laughs> you mean we're horny teens are shoved together into tents? People like do bad things to each other? Yeah. Can't believe uh, Young it. Life has also been uh, a setting rife with sexual harassment and assault of both student members and volunteers, often Jesus. at the hands of peers or adults they trusted. <sighs> Ten women contacted by insiders said they experienced sexual misconduct, including sexual assault, unwanted touching, and unwanted sexual attention while participating in Young Life activities. And elsewhere, it says, since 2000, at least eight Young Life volunteers or staff members have faced criminal charges alleging sexual misconduct with members of the ministry. Uh, One guy, um, 21-year-old staffer in California, was sent to jail for a year after allegedly having sex with a 15-year-old girl in his Young Life group, which resulted in a pregnancy. Fuck no. Uh, having sex is a very euphemistic way of saying that, by the way. Uh, but yeah, like... It's... Del- <laughs> Listen, I, uh, I was never involved in like any of that young Christian shit, but um, I was in Snowball when I was in high school, which was like yeah. the anti-drug program. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and weirdly, my husband was as well, like in his... He's six years older than me in a different high school, so it was just all around the white suburbs. Um, but like... Oh, for sure. We like there was here tell of like shit. Like we would go on like weekend retreats and and it was like teachers and then like some older volunteers and then a bunch of high schoolers who were in, and in charge of happened <laughs> at all between those high schoolers. Nothing ever, ever. <laughs> Everything went great. I yeah. never got called to a 2 a.m. meeting to figure out what we were going to do about two people. We got caught. Yeah. Everything is fine. I was 17 and definitely was needed in that decision process. Yes. Uh, Here's the creepiest, not uh, traumatizing story. I'm sorry. I don't want to say that. It's not a sexual assault, but holy shit, this is creepy as hell. This is a story told by one of the victims. One area director in Colorado told a high school student that she needed a one-piece bathing suit for camp that summer. Like, she couldn't wear the two-piece. Sure. The man, who was in his 20s at the time took her to Macy's and waited no. outside no, her dressing you. room no, as you, she please. tried several on. Quote, he made me try on every bathing suit and show it to him to see whether it was modest enough. I just think maybe men shouldn't be allowed to be near women under the age of 40. That's, that's Is good- that... Is that fair? Add it to the reconciliation bill. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I will. I, I'm going to call Joe yeah. <laughs> and let him know. Man. I mean, it was, uh, if you get a chance to read this Young Life article, there's so, so many stories, so many details. And again, I would have predicted it because when you put abstinence and purity culture yes. and a bunch of horny teenagers together and a bunch of people who have no mature way of handling sex. Right. So, of course, they... Find a way to jump to abuse. And I, listen, I know, Ah. I know right now, I know people who do. That actually makes it sound like they fell into it. No, they actively did it. Yeah. They know what they were doing. I I know people who like participate in these, those kinds of things. And like, they truly mean well, like they truly, it's a bunch of kids who are trying to like do good and trying to do life, follow Christ and help poor people and go camping and whatever. And like. It, it it's like it should be a really nice and a really safe place for these kids yeah. to like be 14 and weird and zitty and hormonal but like adults and men can't be trusted to be around other humans and remember that one of the bigger problems in this sort of setting is that the victims in these situations 
they are basically taught, if mm-hmm. not outright told, they're basically taught, don't say anything to anyone, because if they said someone assaulted me, the women this will become criticized you. Yeah. because you had sex. Mm-hmm. You let him on. What were you wearing? It's all of that Why stuff. Why did you agree to talk to him in that wood? Right, right. Yeah, you, um, you definitely Easier to in. say nothing than to stir the pot, which is why the problems tend to persist yeah. in groups like this. Yeah. And I don't know. Young Life, of course, in the uh, obligatory response they gave, they're like, we would never allow this thing to happen. These mm-hmm. are stories we have investigated anytime they've told us to investigate. You can insert whatever you think the, the response was, and you're yeah. probably right. Yeah. But again, these are not like stories that can be just swept under the rug. These right. happen all the time in all these similar institutions. And yes, they happen outside those institutions too. Mm-hmm. But when you hold yourself to a moral high ground mm-hmm. and you create a situation where this stuff can't be addressed in a safe, mature way, what do you think is going to happen? Yep. Yeah, no, it's a, and it, it, it's too bad. Like, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking of like this family that I am close with and, I think they literally do young life. And do I say like, Hey, Hey, should you, you should like get your kids the fuck out of here. I don't know. It's terrible. It's too bad because these like young life programs, like, yeah, they're homophobic and they're terrible. But like, if you stripped away all the terrible Christian parts, like, yeah, send kids off camping and like, let them make out and be weird. Like they need a space to be gross together. We don't have malls anymore. Anyway, so try young life. There you go. That should be their marketing pitch. I yeah, like, Where kids can be horny together. Yeah, and they'll probably not take out their pants at any point because they're too <laughs> afraid of Jesus. Um, side, do you have any more stories? I'm good. Um, have you read the yes. uh, the bad art friend? Yes. Have you? Did you Saw know that, that was coming what, from a mile away? Did you really? Oh, it's glorious. I hate everybody. Oh, in it. and nobody's a good. Listen, person. just Google bad art friend. You'll find the story, and I hate everyone in it, and I cringe the whole way through. Counterpoint, I think there is one very visible villain and one person who is just doing their fucking job, and I will <laughs> let you guess which one I think is oh. which. And guess what? It's the person who thinks the more she talks about her story, the better she is, and in fact... The very opposite My is favorite true. detail is the one who made everyone cringe is the one who told the New York Times, you should write about me. Mm. Oh, yeah. Wait, okay, I just want to give... It, basically, it is a a woman who is, like, a good person but pretty insufferable and kind of attaches herself to this writer's group. And then a woman writes a short story loosely based on this woman, but the the woman is loosely part of the story. The story isn't about the woman. The woman is just like the inspiration. And guess what? This woman loses her whole fucking mind about it. And it's like this. Man, when you're a narcissist, the best things happen to you. (laughs) Basically her thing is she donated a kidney anonymously and will email people like, did you know that I did this thing? It's, so cringy. Oh. I really, I have like not stopped talking about it for three days now or whatever. How long yes. has this been? I'm really glad you brought it. Also, I finished Squid Game. So we'll talk about that off mic. Yes. Do you think there's going to be a second season? And yes. do you think there's going to be a second? Do we think we're going to see our person go back in the second round? I don't know, but I hope it's so. Awesome. I hope we get like a Hunger Games part two where they, where he gets people go watch it. Yeah, I, it, I it was have, fun. 
It's a cultural thing we all share. It, well, now that Hammond is in it, he now it's a cultural <laughs> That's thing. That's right, right. If um, I like it, everyone likes it. Exactly. Because I like so few things. <laughs> so few things. Also, we're deep in a spooky season. I have not gotten to um, Midnight Mass yet because I just did a rewatch of Haunting of Hill House and uh, Haunting Bly Manor, which are both Mike Flanagan things. And God, I love those shows with my whole heart. Like, I absolutely adore them. They're so my fucking jam. Um, so if you need some spooky shit to watch, watch that. And then apparently Midnight Mass is great, too. I'm really into Mike Flanagan right now. Um, anyway, where can we find you online? Hammond? I am at HeavenMet <laughs> on Twitter. Go to FriendlyAtheist.com. Go to uh, Patreon.com slash FriendlyAtheistPodcast. Yes. Um, don't forget, if you are in Portland... Le- oh, also, um, if you are interested in coming to the meetup, um, which is on October... What did I say, Hammond? 22nd. Wow, holy shit. How did you remember that? I know everything about you. Um, the October 22nd. If you're going to be there, um, shoot us an email, or you can get at me on Twitter at Jess Blumke, or on the Facebook group, or in the Discord. Just let me know so I, uh, if we need to call the bar. I doubt it's going to be that many people. Anyway, um, we'll hey. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye.